You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. What up? And a good Thursday afternoon. This week. It is. Well, you it take, is. take Monday off. The week goes by a lot faster. It's weird how that works. I like this four day a week thing. <laughs> Make that uh, a habit. So I, I, I don't know if this was uh, a belated Christmas around here at the radio station oh, today or what. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But a, a, a listener who apparently had been hearing us complain that the studio is cold. It is currently 59 degrees in the studio. 59. Yeah. Sent us a, dare I use the term, antique? I, I don't care. Space I am heater. so happy and so thankful for whoever sent this. We now have, it looks like a radiator. Yeah, it's going to burn the building down to the ground. Yeah, well, it will still be cold in here as the flames surround us. <laughs> I can't feel my fingers. I, I wear a hat. I can't wear gloves and type. You, I mean, I look ridiculous. I'm literally bundled up in here like I'm outside. Look, Sam, it is 59 degrees. It's 59 degrees. 59 degrees. Whoever you are, whoever sent us a radiator for this room. Thank you. Thank you. This is your show, but your hosts are frostbitten. <laughs> Lord. Oh, anyway. It's a thing telling you i um watched a movie with my children last night because we like watching thrillers and scary movies but i don't like slasher films like i don't watch saw i don't like just gratuitous awful violence Mm -hmm. but i do like being scared like the jump scare like i told you um lights out is probably one of the scariest movies i've ever seen and it's several years old we watched that a couple weeks ago and it's just you turn the lights out and then this thing pops i mean it's just the scariest thing i've ever seen so last night, all of the kids were home, and I was doing some work on the computer, and I said, hey, why don't we find another scary movie to watch? And one of them says, have you heard about Thanksgiving? And I think it's either currently at the theater or That's maybe- the name of the movie? Yeah, just huh. out of the theater. And I said, this is, a, this is a scary movie? And they said, oh, yeah, it's supposed to be really good, and Patrick Dempsey is in it. Really? So I go online last night on stream. You can buy it for like $20. <laughs> You know, instead of going out to the theater, which I'm sure they would prefer you do. So we buy the movie last night. I cannot say Run, Do Not Walk because it is one of the most graphic oh. scream type. Remember the series Scream? Mm-hmm. Oh, with Courtney Cox? Yes. Yeah. It reminded me of Scream, but the death scenes are so violent. You, you are just going, oh, my God, no, I don't know. Turn this off. See, I can't do that. It was bad. But the story is good. Uh, by the way, yes, this was the 2023 Thanksgiving scary movie. For whatever reason, there has been a trend the last couple of oh. years of coming out with a holiday-themed scary movie. There will be another. Around every major holiday. There will be another Thanksgiving. And let me tell you how they started. And I'm not giving anything away. The entire movie is based on this thing that actually happened in real life. And it is scary because it happened. Do you remember when we used to have Black Friday sales? Thanksgiving sure. night, oh, right? Yeah. And they would do these door busters, which ended up being a very unfortunate term because people literally busted down doors. Literally busted down doors. Mm-hmm. And there were deaths as people flood into these places Perfect. to get their free waffle iron. They were trampled to death. The movie surrounds a Thanksgiving evening doorbuster sale where that very thing actually happens. And I was saying to the kids, I paused it at one point, and I go, you guys know this really happened. And they go, what? 
I go, what would you say, Scott? Ten years ago? Eight yeah, years ago? You know, now that you mention it, they, there's they, a don't, reason. they don't do Black Friday they stuff much do anymore. They don't do line up, first one in the door gets a free Furby yeah. because people oh, were getting boy. seriously injured and killed. Yep. And so that scene is very real in the beginning where there's a security guard going, back up, back up. Like they're, they're pressing on the glass to get in. Back up. Mm-hmm. And you know what's going to happen. Uh, over the people course go, of people going to die. Over the course of 12 years, Black Friday doorbusters were responsible for 11 deaths and 109 injuries. I believe God! It, I believe it, and, it's almost one a year. I, I remember watching the news, you know, and again. Over a free toaster. Yeah, or, or, you know, some giant TV that was going to be 50% off. And it just, I mean, it was the epitome of the ugly American. Yes. Yes. Where I don't care if I just walked over someone's body because right. we saw that. How unfortunate. I'm you going, died. yeah, I'm going in to get my free uh, flat screen. It is 75% off. 30 inch TV, right? <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, it's called Thanksgiving. If okay. you like thriller, but would, would really you, would you, too. Would you recommend it or not? It is a decent, scary movie, but the gore is, the revenge gore is so over the top. I, I, oh, man, Scott. It's like, oh my, like, I can't even, the person who even came up with the ways that the people one by one are picked off in this movie, I, I, there's something wrong with that person's head. See, I, I'm trying to think of the last new movie I watched. You know, I love the yes. comfort of re-watching the same movie a thousand times. I know. We watched Creed again last night. Okay. How many times have we seen Maverick? Oh, are we up to are we up to a hundred? I don't yet? know. That, I don't uh, know, but okay. we're closing in. See, I only do that with a couple of movies, and you do that with all of the movies. All of them. And I want you to find new movies. Now, I, I've watched Back to the Future and Breakfast Club a thousand times. We recently did the twenty dollars rental for the new Hunger Games movie, the Hunger Games prequel. Prequel. How yeah. was that? Uh, it was exactly how I expected it to be. Very cheesy, um, but it did itch all of the Hunger Game okay. spots. Scratches. As a huge fan of the Hunger Games as I am. Huh. All right, good. Okay. Anyway, I can't say "Run, Do Not Walk." It's okay. it is so gory. But if if you're in, <laughs> if that's your genre, the first half is very very compelling because you understand. Okay, people are upset that this happened at this store. It's. Everything after that, that whoa, is it whoa. like Kill Bill gory? Like yes, just a, too much blood? Sam, or? beyond, cut in half, beyond. I mean, just literally cut, in literally half. beyond awful scenes that you're like, ah, ah, okay, that's too much, too much. Wow, yeah. Uh, quick story here from ESPN. Um, oof, I don't like this. Uh, the Grambling women's basketball team. Have you heard about this? The Grambling women's basketball team ushered in the new year on Tuesday night with a performance unseen in any year before. Eight players scored in double figures, and the Grambling Lady Tigers rolled to a 159-18 to win okay. at home okay. against the College of Biblical Studies that marked the biggest margin of victory, 141 points, in Division I women's basketball history. They didn't pray hard enough. Wow, Sam! Oh my gosh! (laughs) Jeez, man. What's wrong with you? You would say at some point you mercy rule it? Oh, I I would say at some point you just stop scoring. Yes. I mean... You put in your third stringers. But what do you do if you just stop scoring? You just pass the ball around until the clock runs out? Yes. There's a shot clock. You don't shoot it? 
Why you, are do they, you need the points? Why are they playing in a division that is so lopsided is the other question. I mean, is it one of those things yeah. where... Like, why is the College of Biblical Studies, which I've never even heard of, in Division One? But, I mean, we saw the Florida State game. Wait, where wait was, a minute. Yes. They're in Division That's One. That's Division One Basketball. Yes. We saw the Florida State game where they were in contention for the college football playoffs and then got a crappy bowl game and decided to bench, like, 35 of their players and lost 63-3. to Well, they were trying to send a message, Sam. I, I think they were. Uh, speaking <laughs> of message, I mean, our topic this hour, Scott, I... Mm, there's a topic within a topic, by the way. I posted this story on all of my social media channels overnight. It is about a woman that everyone listening knows this woman. You know who she is. You might not know her name, but the second you see her face, you know exactly who we're going to be talking about. Okay. And I had no idea the price a woman could pay for being a D-list commercial celebrity. So when you think of commercial celebrities, one of the first names that comes to my mind is Jake from State Farm. I went to a Chiefs game last year, and there was a line wrapped around Arrowhead. And I thought, what are people waiting? They're waiting to go into some trailer, and there were shoes inside. And I was like, oh, okay, is that that like my home shoe closet? (laughs) They were in line to get a photo with Jake from State Farm. You couldn't name his actual name. I have no, I have no idea. But what if his you name saw is. him anywhere, you would know he's Jake from State Farm. Can you name me another one? Um, Doctor Rick. Hello. Absolutely, Doctor Rick would be on that list because he is so funny. And the only reason I know his name is because I know him. Trying to pre- prevent you from becoming your parents. Yes. People, if you saw him in an airport, you would know who he was. Um, Doug and the emu from Liberty, 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 emu, emu, Liberty, Liberty. I- I'm being replaced. By this guy? He doesn't even have a mustache. (laughs) So the advertising works. We can all sit here and name these commercials. Can you name one more, Sam? One more. Flow, progressive. Flow at progressive. Now, if she wasn't in her uniform, I wouldn't be able to recognize with her hair. hair, I I don't uh, know. Would you? I I probably would. I think I would. When we come back, one of the most shocking stories. I had no idea this was going on. There have been death threats against one of these commercial actors. Uh, horrible abuse on the internet. And we would recognize her? All because this person was tapped to be the spokesperson that you all recognize but you've never heard of. And so then the question becomes, what is the price of landing that dream job? Because I think if you asked her now, if you could go back and not be Flo or Jake or Dr. Rick... Would, would you not go back and do it? I wonder if she would say no. I wouldn't do it. 913-586-7798. We'll get to that and much more coming up this afternoon, Thursday edition of Dana and Parks here on KMBZ. So her real name, and you would recognize it, it's, it's an awkward spelling. Um, her name is Milana Van Trube. And she is Lily in the AT&T commercials. You know her. Uh, Flo from Progressive plays a role in this story. Flo from Progressive had words of support for another commercial actor after receiving an onslaught of online harassment. After portraying the character Lily in national ads for AT&T for several years, actor Milana Vantrube was on the receiving end of inappropriate commentary on social media when she reprised her character in another set of ads. The New York Times looked back at this period of Van Troob's career 
in a recent profile that they published on December 28th, noting that among the supporters was AT&T and Courtney Stephanie, the actor who portrays Flo in the progressive commercials. So there's a handful of these actors out there that we have all come to know. Like you just know when they come on, okay, that's the progressive guy. That's mm-hmm. the emu guy. They're all pretty funny. There's the flow person. And then there's the AT&T girl. Mm-hmm. Lily at AT&T. She always wears the blue shirt. There's one right now where she's sitting on an airplane and she's like, "Oh yes, but water, you have to, you're charging me for water. Mm-hmm. You, you see her all the time, right? So she had done these commercials for a few years. And then according to the New York Times story, for some reason in the summer of 2020, seemingly overnight, one small but vocal corner of the internet fixed its gaze upon her and began referring to her by a horrible name that I will not say on the radio, referencing her chest, okay? In mass, people then started spamming the comment sections of AT&T's social media posts with lewd declarations. The jeering became inescapable for her. It bled into comments on her personal social media accounts. Recent posts and year-old posts were included. Her personal photos have been widely now redistributed amongst strangers. Spam websites now promise access to pornographic videos of her that do not exist. All because she is this commercial AT&T person. Very quickly after this all unraveled, you will notice the commercials changed. She used to stand in front of a desk and talk. Now she's always behind the desk, and it is about mid-chest up is all you can see. Didn't she say in the New York Times piece that she will not allow her body to be filmed anymore? Yes, which you can certainly understand. But if you said to me there was going to be some, like, hatred online over an AT&T girl who wears a very conservative blue shirt, what is wrong with people? Well, we've talked about this for years. It's it's the virtual, not real, but virtual anonymity of social media. Keyboard warriors. Yeah. Is it because Flo was in her late 30s when she began starring as Flo, more than a decade older than Van Trubb in her first appearance as Lily? Is it because while each character dresses conservatively, Flo wears an apron? That obliterates any trace of curves by sheathing her in a bulky apron. The the New York Times is going through this kind of like, why are we even breaking this down? Mm -hmm. But why has the hatred gone to this one young woman? The onslaught this says could have cost her her job. I can't imagine that. How would it it have cost her? Well, because AT&T doesn't want to deal with it. They have done the corporate, we don't condone sexual harassment of employees in the workplace at any point or any time. Um, Flo says she counts multiple other brand character actors as friends. They're called brand character actors. And I said to Scott during the break, do you think they have like a a gang of like a Facebook chat group? Because there's there's like 10 of them probably that are out there. Yeah, that are really, really well known. One guy that we left out was Mayhem. um, Yes, yes. Who's a very recognizable uh, commercial actor. I hate to make this about gender, but I will. Jake with State Farm doesn't deal with this, and Dr. Rick doesn't deal with this, but but Flo doesn't deal with it. This has all come toward Lily at AT&T. Why? From, from the text line, two, two, two texts that just came in, if I can comment on both, if you don't mind. Uh, 8716 writes, you don't have to read social media. You can't be harassed by words you don't read. 
But she has a right, and I use right in air quotes. She has a right to have a Facebook page, to have a Twitter account. She has the right to live her life without people profiting off of her name and saying, hey, go here to this porn site to see her naked, which doesn't exist. I mean, my God. And then from 4741, quit saying people, Dana and Scott. It is men who are doing this. And I don't know that I agree with that. I would agree that predominantly it is men. But you have said in the past, when you were on television over at Channel 5, you would often get critiques on yeah, your sure. clothing, your hair. You look dumpy your, today. Your makeup. Yeah, from women. You're from right. Predominantly women. But, but well, this is a sexualization of her I as see. a woman uh, okay. through her acting. And I can't imagine a woman would be. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I could be wrong. I bet it's 90% to 10% men to women. Maybe. I would, I would say that the men are the ones that are taking it too far in a sexual nature, and the women might be the one calling her, you know, uh, a whore. But why? I mean, are we I, – I literally wish when I read – this made me so mad for her last night. I literally wish when we're talking about these stories, they would just publish the names of the men and their occupations who went on that website and said horrible things. Mm-hmm. Let's just out them like we outed the Epstein Associates. This is who they are. If you're going to own this comment, which is sexual harassment to me, it is an online form of sexual harassment, why don't you just tell us who you are? I would say the same for all of the keyboard warrior racists out there. You know, where did the threats come from if they thought she was attractive? I'm confused on the oh, connection Oh, Sam, there. It's, See, I think some of the, some of the um, comments are too vulgar to read, and as a woman, that is threatening. And keep in mind, you, you can engage in sexual violence. On okay. its face, someone... Writing to a woman saying horrible, sexualized, inappropriate things is threatening to that woman. The threats weren't, I'm going to kill you. No, they didn't have to be. I was just, sorry, that's what I was picturing. You you know what I keep thinking, though? And and I've made this argument over the years. Maybe this is a window into the real human condition. This is what we are really like when we are not bound in our behavior by our social contract with each other. If given the opportunity, some people on this planet are just bad people who have bad thoughts and who think so little of themselves that they're, they will try to pull people down right. to pull themselves up. It's a window into who they really are. And what brought this back into the limelight? Because this all went down, as you said, in 2020. Well, it started, the hatred started in... 2020. And then in the last couple of weeks, it's come out that Flo from Progressive has stood up and said, look, this is sexual harassment. We should not have to put up because we're actresses. Why should we have to put up with that any more than a woman working in an office or a woman who's a judge or a police officer? Mm -hmm. We we would not expect you to just put up with that. It's it's unconscionable. I mean, that was your daughter. Had you heard about this, Sam? Because I had never. None of us had. Well, heard about it this. didn't come out until December 28th when the New York Times did a profile on her. She, by the way, has portrayed AT&T's Lily on and off since 2013. No, I absolutely knew about this. Oh, you did? And Flo yeah. has been Flo for more than 15 years. How did you know about it, Sam? I mean, I knew about the change of the commercials. I knew about all of it just because it was around on the Internet. People started recognizing that she was an incredibly attractive wom- woman. They started paying attention to her on red carpets. She didn't exactly 
wear an apron on the red carpet to cover it up, per se, to reference the flow situation. This has been something that's been going on. Hmm. And like I said, why is it now back in the news? Because it was a prominent story in 2020 when it all rolled okay, but, out. But this, this sentence in particular enrages me. She says, I've been getting a lot of why are they placing her body like that in those ads? She's wearing this now sounds like I'm going they're literally almost rape shaming someone. Why why is she wearing that blue AT&T button up shirt? Are you kidding me? It's it's very attractive. I never turns men on. I guess I never even noticed (laughs) anything below her chin. Why would I? Dana, I'm a man and I didn't notice. I am a heterosexual man who finds women attractive and I didn't notice. 913-586-7798-586-7798. All right, let's get to the phones. 913-586-7798. I believe Matt Fleener will be joining us in the 3 o'clock hour of the program. That was this morning, is that correct? Uh, no. It was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Uh, Horrible string of armed robberies overnight, I believe Monday into Tuesday. And police identified the suspect. Some sort of pursuit began. And then there was a horrifying wrong way crash. Fiery. One suspect is dead and one very innocent motorist who was just minding his own business driving the correct way on the highway is dead as well. We'll get to that at uh, 3 o'clock. All right, let's go to Joe in Grantville. Joe, hello. Welcome. Hey, y'all. How you doing today? We're doing really well, man. Thank you for asking. So this uh, this actress, you know, I... Uh, this point blank, this is, this is bullying. And obviously bullying is not good. I personally feel like a teaspoon of bullying a day is good for the soul. It'll help keep you grounded, I believe. But this this ain't right. I mean, uh, since the dawn of people being able to talk online and chat rooms and stuff like that, they've used their keyboard and their computer screen as a shield, and mm-hmm. they're just they're they're cowards. And I got two young kids that are in school and try to teach them about bullying and using their words first. And violence should always be a last resort, but there's not enough people getting, you know, four knuckles to the face anymore. Oh, <laughs> okay, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> Let's not go there. Uh, Dave in Liberty. Dave, good afternoon. Hey, Scott. Hey, Dana. Hi. Uh, my belief is that idiots and deviates are cut from the same cloth, and like I was telling Sam, it's much like going to the football game. And a gentleman catches a pass in the end zone, but he wasn't in the end zone. He was clearly five yards out of bounds. And they show it on the replay, and everybody can clearly see that he was out of bounds. Uh And when the referee reverses the call, you still have a hundred idiots that are going to sit there and boo that call, even though it's clear that he was out of bounds. And that's exactly the same mental capacity that these people have. They find people that think as squirrely as they do, and they're like, ooh, we have a lot of us, and we all agree with the same thing, even though it's totally wrong or out of context. 
And those are the kind of people that you get that would badger this young lady for a job that she's doing based on how she looks. And and other horrifying groupthink examples. I I wonder if, if for some of them, they're just trying to get a response, a reaction. I don't know why you wouldn't go the nice way. Well, yeah, they're Internet trolls. They're trying to be provocative. They're trying to take it one step further. That's what trolls do. For what benefit? Because for whatever reason, they get enjoyment out of that. Which speaks to their self-worth. The same people that sees a mildly controversial post on Facebook and drop a very controversial comment and then don't comment again. The, the, the other thing I think we need to be careful about, because I've, re- I've read this online, well, we found photos of her online that she posted in a bikini. So? There are pictures of me on the beach. There are pictures of a l- most of us when we go to the beach wear a swimsuit. Like, wh- okay, like... It's almost like people in this case, for some reason, are trying to justify this. Mm-hmm. It is shocking to me, and I know it shouldn't be, but I I, I read this last night. I well, thought, you've got to be kidding but, me that we're not somehow better than this by now. And the answer is we're not. But, but even if she's posting pictures of herself in a bikini, maybe she's proud of the way just, she looks. Just bringing that up is offensive to me, is what I'm saying. Like, for yeah. people saying, well, I, boy, she let him hang out there on the red carpet. That is... Her body and and her choice with with what to do with it, it doesn't open the door then for a bunch of trolls to her. Really, it's online sexual harassment. That's what this is. That's exactly what it is. But what I can't figure out is how, as a society, some people pick people that they're, they're going to pick on. Whereas 20 years ago, you may recall, there was a very beautiful, greenish, dress that one Jennifer Lopez wore left very little of the imagination and it you you and she went viral for that and and people were like wow great. gorgeous she looks fantastic she she's 40 years old and and in great shape she should be proud of herself but those were the comments you saw Fair yeah point. i suppose i That's guarantee fr- you there were a bunch of other comments similar to what lily from AT&T is getting let's go to kurt in lexa to wrap it up hey kurt yeah, good afternoon, guys. Uh, this is, this whole thing is this day, uh, uh, you know what it is, the SS. Anyway, um, uh, I forgot to tell you the deal with the Black Eyed Peas. I'm sure you you have seen Black Eyed Peas in a new light after the video that Dana posted. <laughs> yes, uh, Kurt, we still have Black Eyed Peas on the floor, if that's what you're asking. Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> I like mine with with tasso ham anyway my point is this uh, we have better things to think about however uh it it was a good thing that the progressive lady stepped stepped you know stepped up to the plate mm-hmm. and you know she she stepped in and tried to quash this thing but do i see these internet trolls who have nothing better to do than find a story and jump on it i don't see anyone uh, you know knocking jake from State Farm, the guys or the guy from Liberty Insurance, and you know, in it would, day, yeah. And Kurt, to your point, it wouldn't happen. No, it would not happen. But but that doesn't mean that Jake from State Farm doesn't get racist trolls that hit him up. We just don't know about it. I'm sure it happens. All right, a couple of updates to stories that we talked about pretty extensively yesterday. We now have a cause of the house fire that. Um, wrecked 
Tyreek Hill's almost 10,000 square foot mansion. And you recall the size of that fire yesterday where there were firefighters on the roof with axes poking holes in the roof. Not often there's a two alarm fire. Oh, my gosh. At a house. So Tyreek was at practice when the fire broke out. He leaves practice, rushes home. I don't think there's much left of the house. They are now saying it was a child playing with a lighter. Substantial smoke and water damage inside. House is valued at $6.9 million. Uh, Hill's agent today says some family members were present when the fire broke out. Most of the fire was confined to one room, but you know this, Scott. Once a lighter, and I guarantee you this is not the old Bic lighter that we're talking about. This is the click-click gun-looking lighter that we all use to light our fireplace. Mm -hmm. Once that fire source reaches a couch or the curtains, it's over. It's over. Do we know how old the kid was? Um, He and his family are safe. No one was injured. We are very grateful to the firefighters. Um, If it was one of his under the age of six, I believe. But I could be mistaken on that. You know, because Scott had said, really? A, like two or three year old with a lighter? Oh, yeah. Those, those, the problem with those lighters today is that with the old Bic lighter, you had to do two things at once. You had to pull down and, and press and that button at no. the same time. No. And to an extent, you've got to do that with the gun looking one. But that's a slide. It's a lot easier, I think, to light those yeah. than it is to light. Yeah. You're probably right. Well, you can hold the uh, push down button on the on fireplace one... lighters with yes. both thumbs if, you're, if you have little thumbs. Mm-hmm. 913-586-7798. Sam Stevie the third. She is Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks here on KMBZ. All right, welcome back. News coming up at the top of the hour. Matt Fleener from Channel 9 will be joining us at 315 this afternoon uh, for the latest details on a horrific Wrong way crash on the highway the other night. Just awful. Uh, The Jeffrey Epstein documents were released late yesterday during the show. We do not know, and everybody on this list is going to say, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't have sex with young girls. But here are some of the names that were released. Prince Andrew. We knew that one. Bill Clinton. Donald Trump. Alan Dershowitz, Stephen Hawking, Al Gore. Stephen Hawking? Uh Uh, Michael Jackson, David Copperfield, (laughs) all of these people associated with him. Uh, Naomi Campbell, George Lucas, Kevin Spacey, Ehud Barak. Okay. But there were no details in the list. It was just names. Every single one of them says, I didn't do anything wrong. Okay. Uh, Every single member of a Kansas police department walked off the job or officially resigned after a government agency arrived for a department assessment. (laughs) Uh, This is out of the city of Horton. And apparently, um, let's see here. It's not far from Topeka. Okay. Uh, Indicated that the Kickapoo tribe in Kansas informed commissioners that the entire Kickapoo Tribe Police Department resigned or quit on Monday, December 4th, except one member who did put in two weeks' notice. Oh, well, that was nice. Yeah. 
According to Chairwoman Gail Cheatham, the Tribal Council had contacted the Bureau of Indian Affairs as a requested technical aid in a comprehensive department assessment. However, when the Bureau of Indian Affairs arrived at the station, the entire police force, save for that one, just simply stood up and walked out. The Brown County Sheriff's Department, um, the Kansas Bureau of Investigation, Kansas Highway Patrol, and the Horton Police Department. So Horton's Police Department is separate than the Reservation Police Department, are currently patrolling the reservation. This is going to be right where the casino is. I'm almost positive. The the, the one that's just north of Topeka? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, T-Mobile said today or yesterday that SpaceX launched a Falcon 9 rocket this week with the first set of Starlink satellites that can beam phone signals from space directly to a smartphone. Oh, this no is No awesome. way. Oh, yeah. So what does this mean? You it, just hit up an astronaut if you wanted to? No. <laughs> slip into their DMs? Hello. What are you doing <laughs> hey, up there? Hey there. Floating. I'm going to uh, slip into my DM. This takes away the immediate need or, or the need for travelers who like to go into the middle of nowhere for a satellite phone. Because a sat phone already will connect directly to a satellite. Your terrestrial cell phone connects to a tower, which then connects to the satellite. This technology will allow your cell phone, without being a satellite phone, to go straight to the satellite. Oh. Okay. okay. Uh, because we don't understand that, I'm going to pass on my favorite story from this week that we all pretty much could understand. A 13-year-old boy is now what we believe to be the very First person in history to beat Tetris. Ever. Ever. Is, is that right? Tetris, which I have on my cell phone. The old school video game with the little four shapes. On Atari. Released 40 years ago. No one's been able to beat every level. But a 13-year-old from Oklahoma just pulled it off, becoming the first player they believe to truly beat the game. He named, his name is Willis Gibson. He's from Stillwater, Oklahoma. He says, I can't feel my fingers still. Does, does the game just stop? Here's There's the deal. End? No one, I don't think anyone really knew because no one had ever done it. They, they call it a kill screen at the yeah, end, right, there Sam? Yeah, a kill screen, and they programmed an AI bot recently to do it. And so the programmers knew that there was a kill screen in there. The AI bot obviously found the kill screen, mm-hmm. but nobody had ever seen it with their own eyes playing the game, not even the developers. Okay, Tetris arrived on the video game world first as a PC game and then exploded in 1989 when it was released for Nintendo. And there's a documentary about it, by the way, called Tetris. Check it out. It's funny. Uh, in the past, when players hit the 29th level of the game, pieces fell so fast that no one was able to catch up. Only an AI program was able to beat it until this 13-year-old kid. He used an innovative technique called hypertapping, where the player uses the directional arrows, not just the left and right buttons, so the controller moves faster as you are... Is there tapping? It's hypertapping. Hypertap-tap-tap? Yes. This is quoting here from this 13-year-old kid who's probably going to be a programmer someday. There's a little D-pad on the controller that you can press down, and it just goes left or right. Instead of manually tapping each piece every single time, what you do is hover your finger over the button so barely so it doesn't cause an input left or right, and then you roll your fingers on the back. Each finger causes an input, whatever that means. Do you even know any of the words that came out of here? He set up his controller so that he could go left or right with more than just the buttons on the D-pad. I don't know what any of that means. Uh... Please crash, Willis is heard saying after passing the 38-minute mark of the video. At this point, Willis is at level 157, but the display only showed level 18 because it was never developed to go that high. (laughs) When the game crashed and locked up seconds later, you hear the kid go, oh, 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 
Oh my gosh, yes, I can feel my fingers. So basically at level 157 into said, 158, you beat it. I thought you said originally it had 39 levels or, or 40. Yeah, I, I, no, that was where everybody got out or lost because it moved so quickly that oh. nobody could beat it, where this kid was just so freaky fast that he was able to get all the way up to 159 what? before the game just decided you know we don't have be any a, more coding. You know he's oh, going to yeah. be worth millions. Yeah. One, one of the things I read was that so few people have ever gotten past, like, if you ask Dana, I mean... I go a couple rounds, and then I'm like, no, I'm done. I, I, I can't get past level nine on Galaga. Correct. And that is the most frustrating game. By the way, the other night, oh, my gosh, I lost on Words with Friends for the first time in hundreds of times. To who? Yeah, to whom did you lose? I, my, myself. Not Words with Friends. Pardon me, Wordle. I lost. I, I tried all five tries. I lost, and now, Sam, my percentage win has dropped from 100%, because I'd never lost before, to 99. What? I actually was in bed aggravated and annoyed that I lost my 100% on Wordle. Why didn't you use your sixth try? And it was the dumbest word. I didn't even know Wordle was still around. Oh, my gosh. I played every night. (laughs) Takes like 20 seconds to lose your streak. News coming up. <laughs> 20 <laughs> seconds to lose. Hey, my therapist. News, news coming. Okay. News in two minutes here on Dana and Parks. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com.